It's finally summer, y'all. We are about halfway through the season and halfway through our guests. Mile High Sports Guy is back on the mic, and we're ready to rock and roll. Today's guest is a fantasy monster. Just when you count him out, he claws his way back in. It's already been a crazy summer for your L.A. teams. Just don't go running out onto the field to thank that man, Cody Bellinger, for the season he is having. Michael, our reigning champion, I'm just curious. Did you have that uh, sport class with me? I think it was Dr. Gibb. Dr. Gibb. I might have. It was like a sports marketing class. Do you remember that? Uh, I think I had it but because we had a lot of classes together, but I can't remember for sure. Yeah. Well, I have – I don't know if you know Scott Newman, but I had him, me, and this other girl in our group. I can't remember if you were in our group or if you were just in the class, but we were doing a group project, and during the presentation, the girl in our group was hung over from the night before <laughs> – and we were doing like a New Jersey um, presentation for the Rockies, and we were going to introduce it on 420 with Wiz Khalifa. I totally was in your group for this. Yep. You remember that? Yep, I remember this. Dude, wow. that was lit. I forgot all about that. We had, yeah, that, we had some great ideas. I just remembered that the other day. I'm like, man, I got to bring that up. That's too good. Oh, man. Yeah, that's all you had to tell me. I remember that because I think we did pitch the whole 420 Wiz Khalifa thing to the class. We might have said something about it. I felt like it went over well. Yeah, I, th- I think it went over great. <laughs> wow, awesome. But all right, well, tell us, uh, how's it been with the Mercury and the NAS these days? So actually, I actually, since last time I was on your podcast, I actually switched jobs. Um, oh, I, I'm wow, actually a little change up action. A little change up action, yeah. I'm actually, uh, I actually just started a, a new job two weeks ago. I am now a, recor- a recruiting coordinator for a college recruiting website. So. Awesome, sweet. So, what's that look like for you then on a daily? Oh yeah, I mean, so far we're we're going through training, but essentially what I'll be doing is just talking to different families uh, that the kid has expressed interest in playing college sports. And I'll talk them through our website and how it might be able to help them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool thing, man, helping out, you know, helping out kids potentially go and play college athletics and showing them the way because there's a lot of parents and families that don't really know what that recruiting process looks like. You and I entered this season tied with wins overall in fantasy baseball history with 31. I won it all in year one and you won it all last year. As a reigning champion, I know the pressure involved in trying to repeat, and it's quite the challenge. After starting the season two and four, you've gone four and two cents to reach 500. Do you think you'll be able to make it back to the postseason to defend your ship? I think I'll be able to make it back. I I feel pretty good about my team. Once again, we started out slow. Um, It was like a championship hangover. But uh, we've, uh, like you said, four and two the last six, um, back to 500 balls, so... I think I can make it back, but, you know, obviously we'll see. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes the rest of the way. Yeah. And uh, do you like your chips with the dip? I always like my chips with the dip, man. <laughs> you know that reference? Did you hear about Drake? I actually don't know. the. Ch- I don't know the reference. Oh, man. <laughs> you got to look it up. Right after Raptors won, they interviewed Drake. He's like, yeah, you know, I like my chips. I like my chips with the dip. I'm just like. Well, much like Drake, then yes, I do like my chips with a dip. Yes, well, I like that. Um, Speaking of postseason, a couple weeks back, 
both of our squads looked like getting there would take a miracle. Now we're both just two games back in our respective divisions, and you're just one back of the wild card. Do you think you can win your division, or will you enter as a wild card? I mean, I, I think I can still win the division. Um, I think we're all we're all fairly bunched up, so I think there's still a shot at that. But obviously, it's good to know that the wild card spot is there and, and pretty close. So, yeah, but I, I think I could still do it. I think we still win the division. Yeah, me too. I'd like to because then I'd be, you know, three for three division titles. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, and you can go back to back. Yeah. Well, actually, that's, no. That's the goal. Two years ago, you won the division. Last year, you were a wild card because that's when Billy went twenty and three. That's true. Yeah, you're yeah, right. But. Yeah, take the title back from him. That'd be nice. Yeah. All right, well, we'll get into your roster a little bit here. So starting pitching is a little bit of a weakness with Chris Sale Yeah. as the headliner. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris started out really bad, and I was really worried because he was one of my keepers, and uh, it, it wasn't looking too good. He's pitched better but still inconsistent, so you are right. Starting yeah. pitching. I mean, the strikeouts are there. The record and ERA are not. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm hope and I'm relying on guys like James Paxton, who has really good moments, but has been hurt most of the year, and uh, you know, guys like John Lester. So yeah. hopefully, well, Mike uh, Fires has been the ace of your staff. Yeah, Mike Fires has been good. Um, you know, Zach Wheeler's also another guy I got. He he's had some solid moments. Uh, so yeah, it's, but it's it's been uh, it's been kind of a rotating door there at starting pitcher. I'm always on the waiver wire looking. Yeah, well, I mean, your reliever's been a bit shaky too. You had Jansen in and out of the closer role, and then Iglesias is one and six. But Rawls Chapman's been all right. Yeah, Rawls Chapman's been really good. Like you said, Iglesias has been pretty shaky. Jansen's been up and down, um, but I still like those guys. Good closers. They're going to rack up the saves. So yeah, definitely. Well. I, uh, I actually ran into Kenley on opening day at Coors. And oh, did you really? he had a football with him in the dugout. I walked up to him, and he remembered me from Camelback. And I was like, yo, Kenley, you're playing the wrong sport, bro. <laughs> and he actually threw me the football while I was holding a hose. So I had a hose wrapped up on my left arm. I Odell that shit. And then I go to throw it back and left it short. Oh, man, you almost, you almost did it all there. I know. Uh, that I was like, impressive. I mean, right it's still in front impressive. Of Kenley, you know, he's a good guy, though. He's a cool guy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. He remembers you from Camelback. Yeah, that was a, that was a while back. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said you look at the waiver wire a lot as far as pitching is concerned. Uh, are you looking to trade at all, or what other changes do you think you need to make to help out fires on the staff? Um, I mean, I'm always, uh, I'll always look at a trade. Um, I've always been big on the waiver wire, though, just because I always feel like I can find what I need um, without uh, doing a whole bunch of trades. But, yeah, that's probably something I'm going to have to look into, especially with the starting pitching. So, Yeah. It feels like the league's been a little stingier this season. We had a lot of <laughs> trades last year. We've only had that one is, so far this year. That is true, but who knows, man. We're, we're coming into July here. You might see some some more moves happen. Yeah, absolutely. But On the other hand, your hitters are raking. You've got Grandal. Encarnacion, Arenado, Bryant, Soto, and more. Was this a focus for you entering the season? Yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to I was trying to find the best hitters I could. I mean, obviously I was trying to have a balanced draft, which didn't necessarily work out well, but um yeah, I, fa- I found some good hitters. 
uh, guys like, I mean, he's hurt right now, but Corey Seager, I got him late. You know, he's coming off the Tommy John and um, he started to hit really well before he got hurt. And Chris Bryant's another guy that he was, he was coming off of an injury plague season. So um, just, I, I found some guys that were, were coming off some off, off years with injury or something like that. Lindor, same thing. Um, and I found guys on the waiver wire, like Moncada, uh, someone dropped Tim Anderson, which has been great for me because he's been really good. Um, I, just, I, I, I think I was the one who dropped him actually. I had like oh, seven shortstops, so I had to get rid of somebody. See, that's kind of happening to me right now too. Cause I keep finding these guys on the waiver wire that are shortstops and I'm like, I probably am get, getting too many of these guys, but some of them are really good hitters. So I do appreciate you dropping Tim Anderson cause he's really helped me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm glad that he's been good for you. I saw him. <laughs> I think he got injured last night, though. He did. So I think there's a chance he's going on the IL. Mm, bummer. He's yeah. been fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, you selected Nolan Arenado and Chris Sale as your keepers. Do you stand by that decision? I mean, definitely with Arenado. Um, he's always been good for me, obviously. He's, he's the, the best, if not one of the best third basemen in the game. Um, you can say the best. It's okay. I, I knew you'd want me to say the best. You know, I'll say, I'll say he, I'll say he's up there. You know, that's, that's all I'll, that's all I'll say. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, Chris sale obviously hasn't worked out as well for me as I thought. I can't really remember who else was on my team last year besides like Anthony Rizzo. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't necessarily regret it, but you know, it's definitely, definitely think about it a little bit more with sale. Yeah. Uh, do you think you'll keep them again next year as well? Definitely, I'd keep Arenado, uh, but I, I'll definitely have to think twice about Chris Sale for next season. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks on that. I feel like you got to keep at least one pitcher. I mean, I, yeah. I kept Verlander and Scherzer, and that's worked out pretty well for me. Um, oh, d- definitely. But yeah, I know. I don't know. I right now there's not really any pitchers that I'd want to keep, but we'll see. But I do agree with you. That That's kind of how I thought about it last year. Keep a starting pitcher and keep a position player. Yeah. And the last question before we get into the debate is, of your hitters that I didn't name earlier, like the big name guys, you know, Soto, Bryant, who's kind of surprised you? <sighs> that's a good question. Um, if honestly, you want to take a look at your roster, go ahead. I was going to tell you who I think surprised me on your team. Honestly, the, the person that I'm thinking of off the top of my head is Encarnacion. Um, he's been, I mean, obviously he's always been a guy who hits for a lot of power, but he's just been doing great this year. I am going to look at my team right now. Let's see what I'm looking mm-hmm. at here. Yeah, Encarnacion definitely with another homer last night. So, you know, <clears throat> what's he at? He's at 24 now. Yeah. And now he's playing at Yankee Stadium. So, I mean, he, he's going to do great there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Hosmer's been better than I thought he'd be. He, but he's one of the guys that I always think about dropping. Um, but other than that, yeah, I would I would probably say Encarnacion. Yeah. Who who do you think? I was gonna say Avisail Garcia. Yeah, yeah, he's been pretty good. He's another guy that I picked up off the waiver wire. Um, he continues yeah. to hit for average, which is yeah interesting because everyone projected him to fall off. After his last year with the White Sox, yeah, he hit like he was hitting like three sixty five at one point with the White Sox, and then he ended the season like three twenty, and he's hitting two eighty nine right now. Like, I think that's been 
a good pickup for you for sure. Oh, definitely has been, yeah. I remember he's one of those guys with the White Sox. He always had a ton of potential, kind of like what you were saying, kind of fell off there, and maybe it was just a change of scenery in Tampa that helped him out. This break in the podcast is brought to you by the 2019 MLB All-Star Game from Progressive Field in Cleveland, Ohio, on Tuesday, July 9th. The All-Star Final Election is today and runs through tomorrow, with the starters being named tomorrow night. The pitchers and reserve players will be announced on June 30th. There are plenty of deserving players in this year's field, so be sure to vote for your 2019 MLB All-Stars. You want to know something funny? What? So, I was looking at the outline I had of our podcast from basketball, and Mm -hmm. I was thinking, what should we debate about? And I don't know if you recall, but we actually debated the Anthony Davis trade. Potential. Oh, did we? So that's what we're going to do today. Awesome. So, <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers finally acquired Anthony Davis. Yeah, they did. <laughs> All they had to do was, quote, cut their balls off to make the trade. <laughs> End quote. Shaquille O'Neal. That was a great quote. Indeed. Pelicans parted ways with their disgruntled superstar in exchange for Alonzo, Ingram, Hart, and three first-round draft picks. New Orleans then went on to draft Zion Williamson with the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Who do you think won the trade? Yeah, I mean, that that's one of those things that I, I feel like we'll know in the next five years or so because it'll take some time with all those draft picks that New Orleans got to know who really won the trade because, I mean, honestly, I, I like it for both sides. Like, obviously, I'm a Laker fan, um, so I was really happy they got Anthony Davis. It was tough for them, as Shaq said, you know, to cut their balls off pretty much to get the trade done. Um, they gave him quite a bit, but I think that's what they need to do to get another star because I'm not sure they'll get another one in free agency, and you don't have a whole lot of time with LeBron with him, you know, being older. Right. Um, but on the flip side, you know, New Orleans, I mean, it's it's such a great start to a rebuild, right? Like, obviously, you draft Zion one. Now you have a point guard in Lonzo to go with him, another wing in Ingram, um, Josh Hart, a solid player, and and then they were able to draft, you know, Jackson Hayes when they traded the fourth pick. Yep. Uh, so I, I honestly like it for both teams. Um, you know, selfishly as a Lager fan, I hope it works out really well, you know, for, for them and they find a way to get another, you know, uh, full max slot and go after another big name. But, you know, we'll see, man. So I think it's one of those things where, for sure, in the short term, the Lakers, I think it's going to work out really well. Long term, the Pelicans might be looking like the next great team. So Yeah, and I think it's what the Lakers wanted, though, too, because, you know, yeah. they have been in turmoil not making the playoffs since 2013, Yeah, right? So when you're the ownership of a esteemed, you know, franchise like L.A., you got to get back to the playoffs. So. Definitely. And, and obviously, like, you know, to, you have to give up a lot for a guy like Anthony Davis. Like he's, I mean, he's one of the best players in the game. I think we just kind of forgot about it because last year, you know, after all the trade, him asking for the trade, he didn't play as much. Um, but he's one of the best players in the game. So I think those two are going to be really good together. Um, I think the West is, is pretty wide open, you know. I think, I think the Lakers could potentially win it. Your Nuggets, I mean, they're looking pretty good, too. Um, Not a whole lot of changes. They got bowl, bowl, but, uh, yeah. That that could be a sneaky good pickup, too. Just we'll like, see. I mean, everyone's saying, you know, it's kind of like Michael Porter Jr., who might win Rookie of the Year next year. 
which would um, be phenomenal. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I was always a fan of him. And um, so, yeah, I mean, there are some really great teams out West. So we'll see what happens. Well, where do they go from here? There's Kyrie, but he looks like he might go to Brooklyn. Yeah. Kemba, who said he would take less than the max to stay with Charlotte. Or maybe even Jimmy Butler. Do you think that the Lakers could get one of those three guys? I think out of those three, Jimmy Butler would be the one. Um, just because, like you said, like I think Kemba's looking to probably get as much money as he can and probably go back to Charlotte. Um, you know, Kyrie looks like he's going to Brooklyn. I'd love to see Jimmy Butler on the Lakers. I think defensively, obviously, he, he's one of the best. Um, he'd be another guy that could have the ball in his hands. So I, I would like to see him um, out of those three. Even I all like the noise around him being a bad teammate and stuff like that. I think so because you know on some like a team like Minnesota that has a bunch of young players, like obviously you wouldn't want that because that could be that could be tough on the locker room. But when you're in a veteran locker room, like they're probably gonna be with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and whoever else they sign, who will probably be veteran players. I, I don't think it would be an issue. Well, the veteran players I'm seeing named so far are J.R. Smith and, again, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. I was, just, I was just reading that, too. Yeah, that would, uh, that would be interesting. I mean, if, if you could sign those guys for, like, the veteran minimum, um, you know, I, I guess it's worth a shot. But I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see, we'll see once, once we get there and how they have to fill out their roster. But um, they, they definitely wouldn't be my first choices, but – you never know. I mean, Carmelo could be pretty good off the bench. Yeah. I would just like to say, in his 10 games with Houston, he did average 14 points a game. And yeah. he was shooting over 35% from three. So, for people to say Carmelo's washed up, as a starter, absolutely. But coming off the bench, if LeBron could sweet-talk him into coming off the bench, ooh. No, I think you're – I think you're right. I mean, I, I don't think Carmel's washed up at all. I think you just gotta you just gotta put him in the right situation, mm-hmm. and potentially being on the Lakers as like a sixth man if he's willing to accept that role and go after a championship. I, I mean, I think it could work, but a lot of things have to happen before uh, before we see that. I guess. Yeah. Well, you already said that you think the Lakers can win the West. If they get to the playoffs, what seed do you think they'll be? Oof, that's that's tough just because we obviously don't know who else is on their team. But I think when you have two guys like LeBron and AD, I, I think you, you can definitely see top four. Um, I agree. And, and I think that's probably as far as I could go without knowing, you know, who else who else is going to fill out that roster. I think for sure they could be in the top four. But, you know, like, like we were just talking about, I mean, the West is tough when you have Portland's probably going to have pretty close to the same team. Denver is obviously going to be really good. The Clippers might get Kawhi. Um, San Antonio is always a solid group. So, you know, yeah. the, uh, and obviously Houston, I completely forgot about them. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I think top four for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I just saw another thing the other day. It was so, so funny. It, you know, Anthony Davis goes to L.A. and someone posted, let's not forget that these two are on the same team. And it shows a picture of Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And then somebody commented – They've been kicked out of the first round back-to-back years. The Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, and then this year with, you know, Damian and CJ. So I don't see the Thunder going higher than the sixth seed. 
I don't think so either. And you just mentioned another really good team in Utah who just added Mike Conley. Mm, so, mm-hmm. like, I mean, that, that team's going to be really good. So, as much as I like Russell Westbrook and Paul George, that team just, I, like you said, like, I just don't see them getting higher than a, than a six seed out in, out in a tough West. Yeah, I'll let them keep getting me fantasy points, though, so that's okay. Oh, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, great guy to have on fantasy, all those triple doubles. Well, this game is called Feel Old Yet. In this segment, you will guess which MLB player is younger than the other. Are you ready? I'm ready. Glaber Torres of the Yankees or Rafael Devers of the Red Sox? I'm going to say Devers is younger than than, uh, Torres. Really? Devers is a month older than Glaber Torres. Oh, (laughs) man. They're both 22. All right, all right. Yeah, because I know Devers came up when he was really young. Yeah. All right, here we go, here we go. Juan Soto of the Nats or Fernando Tatis of the Padres? I'm going to go, I'm going to go Tatis. Yep. He is two months younger (laughs) than Juan Soto. And it's funny because everyone's talking about Juan Soto's 19 when he joined the league. Oh my gosh. Like, let's not forget Tatis is pretty young too. Tatis has got a chance to be really good. Yep. So here we go. This one might be difficult. Acuna Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., or Ozzy Albies, Braves. I'm going Acuna. Yes. Acuna Jr. is 21, and Ozzy Albies is 22. Okay. All right, now we're going to get into a, a different generation, shall say. <laughs> Albert Pujols of the Angels or Rich Hill of the Dodgers? That's, that's a tough one. They're both old. They're both really old. I'm going to say Rich Hill. Rich Hill is younger by two months than oh, Albert Pools. They are both 39 <laughs> years old. All right, this might be the hardest one. Nelson Cruz of the Twins or CC Sabathia of the Yankees? I'm going to say CC. Correct. CC Sabathia <laughs> is younger than Nelson Cruz by just 20 days. And that's kind of crazy. That's, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but CC actually debuted prior to Nelson. Nelson actually came into the league in 05, so he hasn't been around as long as CC. But yeah, Nelson is older. So, yeah, CC came up when he was he was really young. So mm-hmm. yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Well, it sure is great seeing all these young guys playing with the older veterans. Who is a player that you grew up watching that is retired now that you loved? Ooh, great question. Um. There's so and many I can guys. answer first if you want. Yeah, yeah, you go first. Who do you think? I say Derek Jeter okay. or, and you have to tell me if you know this guy, Jay Bell. I remember Jay Bell. I don't remember the teams he played for, but I do remember Jay Bell. <laughs> he was on the 2001 Diamondbacks World Series team. Okay, gotcha. Yep, that's probably why I've heard the name so much. <laughs> and the reason I like him is because I was living in Germany at the time, and Jay Bell flew out after they won the World Series and ran a baseball camp. And so I got his autograph on my glove, and it was just really neat. So he was the first major leaguer I ever met. That's awesome. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. Jeter, obviously, you know, can't go wrong. Of course. Yeah. I would say for myself, one of uh, one guy that stands out to me would be Jeff Kent is actually was one of my favorite players growing up when I was a little kid. Yep. Mm -hmm. I loved watching him play for the Dodgers. And obviously he was he was great for the Giants uh, back in the day. Um, Another one that Jeter's a really good one, too. Um, Chipper Jones was a guy that I I always Uh, really liked. Mm. I really liked him a lot. Uh, those would probably be, those would probably be the two for me, for sure. And then, Nomar's another guy I always really liked watching. Yeah, definitely. I like him a lot too. Yeah, I could keep going and like guys, you know, like Manny Ramirez and stuff like that. So, <laughs> sweet. Well, who is a current player that you admire? Current player that I admire. And I'll let you Let's take see. a guess for me. Nolan Arenado. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and probably Trevor Story up there too. Both of those guys. Trevor Story is not bad at all. Um, guys, for me, I mean, not to copy the third base thing, but Justin Turner is a guy that I admire just because of his story. Just you know, being an average player for the beginning of his career, getting cut by the Mets, and then coming to the Dodgers and just. You know, obviously, he's kind of been the face of their team. He's been one of the most clutch postseason hitters mm-hmm. of the last five or six years. So he's a guy that I, I definitely admire quite a bit just because of what he's been able to accomplish in the latter end of his career. Yeah, definitely. No, his story is great. I like him a lot. He's, yeah. I think that the worst thing about him is probably all that pine tar he puts on the back of his jersey. <laughs> that has got to drive the clubhouse manager insane. Oh, yeah, they they have to hate that. And I don't really get the reasoning for it. I'd love to hear his reasoning for that on the back There's of his jersey. There's a story out there about it. I can't remember what happened, so I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, you should look it up. It's it's actually pretty interesting. But, yeah, it always I'll, covers his, like, shoulder or whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look it up. But, yeah, yeah, he's definitely a guy I admire quite a bit. Another guy, an, a younger player um, for the Dodgers that I, I really like, who I think is going to be great for, for the next couple years here, is uh, Walker Buehler. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, that kind of brings me into the final question is who are your favorite younger players in the game? And they have to be younger than you. And I'm pretty sure Walker's younger than you. You know, Walker might be older than me because he might be like 24 or like 25 and I'm 23. So I think he might be older. Really? Yeah. I thought yeah, he was 22. He, he went to Vanderbilt. Did for, he play I think, all four years? I think he went at least three. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to look that one up too. Yeah, for, for sure. Me, I would say Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzy Albies. I just like how they play for fun. And uh, when they came into town, when the Braves were playing the Rockies, like you just see them out there and they're just playing a game. You know, they don't they don't mind the stats, they don't mind the money. It's just a game to them. And I just really admire about admire that about them both. And they're going to be, you know, superstars. Acuna Jr. probably be an all-star starter this year. Albies could be a starter, so. Definitely. I, I definitely agree with you with Acuna. Um, I'm trying to think of some. How old is Trevor Story? Because I am a big I'm a big Trevor Story fan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he's. I think he's 26. He oh, okay. He's so older he's, than me. That makes sense. Okay, so yeah. he's, he's a little older. But mm-hmm. I. In terms of yeah, in terms of young players, yeah, definitely Acuna, and then even a guy we mentioned earlier, Juan Soto. I do think he's going to end up being 
um, uh, a pretty good player in his own right, how young he is. You know, Tatis Jr. Uh, out in San Diego hurt most of the year, but he's another guy that looks like he's going to be pretty good for a while. Who's that so. other kid the Nats have? Uh, Victor Robles. Yeah. Him yeah. too. He's so. another good young player. So a lot of good young talent in the MLB. Well, Michael, thank you for joining me again on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Well, uh, so we're about to enter our second stint of interleague play, and you nearly swept my division, the Tulo division, going three and one with your only loss to Halo Heaven by four points. How do you think you'll fare this time around? I think my team's starting to hit a good stride here, so feel pretty confident that we'll be able to do good again. Hopefully, hopefully another uh, three and one, or you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, well, I'll let you go three and one if that loss is to me. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll any any three and one I can get if if the one loses to you, that's fine. Even if you fine. lose to uh, she throws balls deep, uh, you know that'll be tough. That'll be tough. That that'll be a tough one. But you know, I'll take I'll take a three and one any any time I can. All right, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, are there any teams in the Tulo division that kind of scare you right now? There's really no team that that scares me all that much, just because I feel like I feel like I still have a pretty good team, even though the record hasn't shown it. Um, I feel like we're starting to hit our stride now, so no, no team that really scares me. But you know, obviously, there's a lot of tough teams out there, so ho- hopefully, hopefully, we come through. Yeah. So, who do you think you'll have to go through then to get back to the championship? Oh man. Um... You know, obviously, you're always putting up a good team trying to beat me. Uh, you know, um, you know, obviously, Billy always has a really good team. So, and that's you know the person that I'm chasing in the division right now. So there's, I mean, there's a couple teams out there. Our division's really solid. So I, uh, I there's a lot of teams that are that are going to be challenging this year. I feel like. Yeah, and I just want to throw a sleeper out there in Steven's team, Vader's fist. He was a rookie in basketball and made the playoffs, and he's a rookie in baseball, and he may make the playoffs again. So I'd just like to say kudos to him. Yeah, yeah, Vader Swiss doing a great job. They have a great name, so, so they're, they're starting off pretty good. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun, and uh, we'll see how it goes down the stretch. Definitely, man. Appreciate you having me on, and you have a good one.